Having thus shown the meaning of these several terms applied in the scriptures to deity, I proceed to offer a few ideas upon the divine nature, as suggested in the revelation of the mystery. We learn from the Bible that the deity it reveals has both body and parts. Paul teaches us this in declaring that the resurrected and anointed Jesus is the apogasma or reflection of the glory and character or peculiar nature of the hypostasis or substance of the theos Hebrews 1 verse 3 in other words he partakes of the divine nature so that what he now is is what the deity hath always been. The substance of the theos is essentially living substance. It could not exist and yet be dead substance. For the Father hath life in himself, and that life is his inherent peculiarity. It is underived from any antecedent existence, nor can it forsake the divine substance, for in that event the deity would be mortal. But Paul styles him the incorruptible Theos, and says that he is the only one having athanasia, or deathlessness. Hence the essential qualities of the substance, which underlies all that is predicable of him, are incorruptibility and life. Incorruptible and living substance, then, is the body of the deity. And as the glorified Jesus is the image of the invisible Theos, he must have parts. It is not, therefore, a mere figure of speech to speak, as the scriptures do, of the hand, ear, eye, and so forth, of the invisible eternal power. He has form and parts, as well as body, and is the great archetype, or divine original, after which all the Elohim, or immortal intelligences of his universe, are modelled and made. He dwells in unapproachable light, and is a consuming fire. Light and heat, then, in their essentiality, with incorruptibility and life, are concentred in his substance. For he is the great focal centre of these in all the universe of power. If I might venture a conjecture upon so profound a subject, I would suggest that the divine nature is that wonderful and extraordinary essence observed in that terrible and destructive agent, the scriptures term spirit, and philosophy, electricity, consolidated and corporealized from the necessity of the thing. This glowing substance is too intensely bright for human vision. Therefore, Paul not only says, whom no man hath seen, but adds, nor can see. Now these suggestions are sustained by the likeness of the glory of Yahweh, which appeared to Ezekiel, 
above the firmament, says this prophet, that was over the heads of the four living ones, was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. And I saw as the colour of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward. I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about, as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of Yahweh. Chapter 1, verse 26. This was the deity in symbol, which is brought out again in chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. In this place, Ezekiel adds that he whom the likeness represented put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my head. Being thus secured, he says, the spirit lifted me up. This was equivalent to saying that the likeness represented the spirit, which Jesus says is theos, or ale. All the similitudes in the prophets, representative of the deity, are of this bright and burning character. In Daniel, he is exhibited as the Ancient of Days, sitting upon a throne like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire, with a fiery stream issuing forth from before him. Chapter 7, verse 9. And so in the Apocalypse, out of the throne he sits upon, proceed lightnings and thunderings and voices, and before the throne seven lamps of fire burning, which are representative of the seven spirits of the deity. Chapter 4, verse 5. Light, heat, incorruptibility and life, concentrated in one eternal substance, is the great self-existing and central power of the universe. This substance is spirit, for the deity is spirit. All power, life and light concentre in him, so that not a sparrow falls to the ground without his perception thereof. He upholdeth all things, and in him we live and move and do exist. This is by the seven spirits which is before his throne. Apocalypse 1 verse 4, 3 verse 1, 4 verse 5, and 5 verse 6. Though symbolically seven, they are complete in one, for, saith Paul, there is one spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 4. Seven is the symbol of unity and perfection. Hence, being representative of the one spirit, the substantive verb is expressed in the third person singular, and not in the plural, as the grammar of the sentence requires. The seven spirits which is, not which are, before the throne. There is but one spirit there, and this one is the nominative to the verb is. The father of the spirit 
is the divine substance, for it proceedeth forth from thence, and because it issues thence, he is styled the Father of glory. Spirit irradiates the boundless universe from the throne of light, and pervades it in all its space. Thus the Spirit is consubstantial with the divine nature, or free, radiating from unapproachable light everywhere and illimitably, so that wherever spirit is, there is the deity present. And consequently, as Paul said to the Athenians, not far from every one of us. This universality of the divine presence by his free spirit is beautifully and forcibly expressed in Psalm 139 verses 7 to 12 as Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. There is one deity, the Father, Ezu, out of whom are all things. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6 The divinity of the schools gives us an idea contrary to this. By the schoolmen, we are told that God created all things out of nothing. Where they got this notion from, we know not, save from their own imaginations. The proverb says, take nothing from nothing, and nothing comes. But they have reversed all this, and taught the world that out of nothing something doth come, and that something the universe of God. But away with this foolishness. Out of deity all things have proceeded. His free, radiant spirit is the substratum of every existing thing, from the star of the first magnitude to the minutest insect of the air. The all-pervading electricity is the simple, undecomposable radiation out of the divine substance, which, under the fiat of his will, constitutes the atomic nucleus of all bodies, solid, fluid, or aeriform. Thus, by his spirit, he garnished the heavens, illuminating boundless immensity with orbs of light, teeming with life, and all the wonders of his wisdom and power. Such, then, was deity before the appearance of Jesus. Spirit, substantial and radiant, substantial in his own person, radiant thence into all the Elohim of his universe, in whom the radiant matter, by the fiat of the divine will, became fixed, organic, corporeal, and consubstantial 
with the deity himself. Thus, he is Eloa in chief, and without me, he saith, of Elohim there is none else, and without me are no Elohim. And therefore, it is we find the phrase in Isaiah 45 verse 18, Hu ha Elohim, he the Elohim, he the only deity, by his spirit, a multitude of mighty ones. Having considered the deity under the apocalyptic aspect of him who was, of the Alpha, of the first, and of the beginning, I shall proceed to treat in the next place of the same deity who is in the development of the great mystery.